0: Well, wow. you actually listen to it
1: sometimes. <laughs>
0: so what? So what Kim just said there is actually really important because, <laughs> no, it is. It is. And I'll tell you why it's important. Is because when you're looking at quarterly reports, you have to make a judgment whether or not you think that the company is being too conservative or too optimistic in their reporting. Mm-hmm. Company A, thirty pounds mm-hmm. divided by. Earnings per share of two pounds. 15. Correct. I could have done that without a calculator. (laughs) But you crack on. (laughs) My arithmetic math isn't as good. (laughs) Welcome to Class Assets with me, Jay Younger.
1: And me, Kevin McAllister.
0: And today we're going to talk about another masterclass on investments and how maybe you should look at your investments when making a judgment call. Jay's brought props. Back of an envelope.
1: (laughs) And a fancy calculator. We're going to start with the super geeky stuff, but first I want to ask you about Dubai.
0: It was very good. It was very, very good.
1: Jay's tan is real for once. He's been out in Dubai. It's always real. He's been out in Dubai competing. And to be fair, I was astonished at the level of that competition. That was crazy.
0: Yeah, the, the standard of the athletes out there was incredible. Like, for example, there was a guy who put 160 kilos over his head, clean and jerk. Um, some of the female athletes there as well were uh, CrossFit Games athletes. I mean, the standard was amazing. They were
1: very inspiring. I made the mistake of watching one of your stories in the middle of a workout. <laughs> I took it to the next level. I was, I was really impressed. You did really well. You nearly <laughs> podiumed.
0: Yeah, I mean, we came third in the final, but the thing is with those type of workouts is that you realise how much more you have in the tank when you're with these people. Mm -hmm. Like, you think you're hurting when you're training, but then when you actually compete, you unlock another level, which is fun.
1: Yeah. Okay, fun's over. Back to the proper stuff.
0: Right. What are we starting with today? So last week, we discussed income statement where we highlighted that if people are interested in making their own decisions, they should focus on revenues, margins, and profits. We also discussed balance sheet, and we discussed the four components, current assets, non-current assets, current liabilities, non-current liabilities, and we touched upon net debt to equity. Mm -hmm. For those of you who might want to recap, Kim, you'll tell us. No, no, don't get me. I'm just trying to remember what a bit does. <laughs> so net debt to equity, we said it was your short term debt plus your long term debt minus your cash divided by equity. And we said if it's less than 50%, that was good news. And then we discussed the cash flow statement where we focused on the cash flow from financing. And we said, look if the company's raised equity or raised debt and what they've done with that cash. So in this episode, we're going to talk about valuation. And valuation is really important because it determines whether you are over or underpaying for a stock. Which is what we talked about last week as well when we were talking about my bad investment. Yeah, well, you're the medtech. Yeah, which actually has gone up 10% in a week. So, you know. That might not be because of its company performance something else, but we can talk about that as well. (laughs) You've got an answer for everything.
1: (laughs) Okay, so let's discuss valuation. Okay. Give me a definition first. What is a company valuation?
0: So a valuation is what you're willing to pay for the company or how much th- theoretically, based on your assumptions, a company should be worth. Mm-hmm. And we're going to focus on one ratio today called the price to earnings ratio. And this price to earnings ratio tells you how much you're paying for one pound or euro or dollars of that company. Okay. 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 So very simplistic terms, price to earnings ratio is simply the share price of a company divided by the earnings per share of that company. So earnings per share? Is? The growth of the company? No. Earnings per share, like we touched upon last week, we said that shares are valued on their net profits. So earnings per share is simply the company's net profit divided by the number of shares the company has in issuance. And the reason why you do that is because for shareholders to be allocated their their proportion of their investment, that needs to be done on the amount of shares they own. Okay. So that's why you divide the profit by the number of shares there are. If we said Kim's iPhone business had £100 in profit
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there was... 10 shares in circulation, you would just simply do 100 divided by 10. So I'm, actually, I'm, I'm getting 10, yep. and the other shareholders are getting 10 pounds too.
1: That's nice, simple, easy maths, I like
0: that. Okay, so price to earnings ratio. This is really important because in finance, it's really important to look at companies on a relative perspective rather than an absolute. What does that mean? So. We're going to play a game there, Kim. Oh, excellent. Imagine we had a business, Mm -hmm. let's call it Company A, Mm -hmm. has a share price of £30. Okay. We have another company, Company B, with a share price of £40. Okay. So which one is more expensive? Company B at £40. Okay. Let's talk about the company's profits. Mm -hmm. Let's say for company A, which has a share price of £30, it has an earnings per share, so that's just simply, remember, your net profit divided by the number of shares of £2. And then I said that company B had an earnings per share of £8. Okay, that sounds more attractive. Definitely. On the surface, you still can't determine which one's more expensive, Because we haven't done the ratio. We calculate the price to earnings ratio. Company A. 30 pounds divided by earnings per share of two pounds. Fifteen. Correct. I could have done that without a calculator. (laughs) But you crack on. (laughs) My arithmetic math isn't as good. That means that you are paying fifteen pounds for one pound of that company's profits. Ooh. Okay. Now, Company B Mm -hmm. has a share price of £40. Mm -hmm. Remember, that looked like it was more expensive than Company A. £40 for Company B has an earnings per share of £8. Mm -hmm. So if we do 40 divided by 8, price to earnings ratio of 5.
1: So that sounds more attractive.
0: So now you're paying £5 Mm -hmm. for every £1 of that company's earnings. Now, if I said to you, which company is more expensive? Company A, which has a share price of 30, but a profit of two, or company B, which has a share price of 40, but a profit of eight? So company A. Because company A <laughs> trades on 15 times, Yeah. we calculated 15 times, 30 divided mm-hmm. by two, Yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. Company B has a share price of 40, it has an earnings per share of eight, mm-hmm. so 50, 40 divided by eight is five. five. Five is less than 15, so therefore, <laughs> company B is cheaper than company A. Yes. We all okay with that? I don't think so, no. <laughs> I don't think we are. <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I'm, sh- I'm highlighting this is because finance is all about ratios. It's all about looking at things in comparison to another thing. Mm-hmm. So if I said to you, oh, that company is expensive, you would ask me why? Mm -hmm. And you determine whether it's expensive or whether it's undervalued based on how much profit it's generating. Mm -hmm. And that's why price to earnings ratio is important. Got you. Because you're looking at how much much you're paying for one pound or one dollar or one euro's profit of that company.
1: Where do you find that information or do you need to do those calculations for yourself?
0: Yeah, so that's a good question. Last week, we discussed that the market is forward-looking. So you can calculate retrospective price-to-earnings ratios, but that isn't very helpful because it's telling us information that is already known. As we know, share prices move based on expectations. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to calculate a price-to-earnings ratio, you would simply take the company's current share price, you would divide it by what you expected the earnings per share to be going forward.
1: Okay. And that helps you to make a decision as to whether or not to buy the company?
0: Yes. Okay. It, it can it help. I'd be coming to
1: you for that information <laughs> and not trying to figure it out myself. We could add another
0: variable into this. Oh God, okay. And this is something that we do at Aubrey Capital Management, which is our very rigorous valuation discipline, but it is important I think you, you would benefit from it. Me personally. I think so. <laughs> okay. I'd better put some basic maths tuition, but continue. So you would look at something called PEG, which is your price earnings ratio, mm-hmm. which we just discussed. and mm-hmm. didn't fully understand, but like, we discussed it. You got it, you got it. But you would then divide that by the company's expected earnings growth. Okay. So what does that mean? So we're gonna go back to company A and we're gonna go back to company B. So now, if I told you that the expected earnings per share growth of company A is 30%, okay? Mm -hmm. So you would do 15 divided by 30.
1: So you get 0.5.
0: 0.5 times peg. Okay. Okay, and then what if I told you that the earnings per share growth of company B was 10%. Okay. So 5 divided by 10, 0.5 times. So we've got the same peg. Correct. What do I do with that information? Well, at Aubrey, we believe that if a company is trading at a peg less than 1.5 times, the company is undervalued. Undervalued? Yes. So it's a good buy. If the company is trading on a peg greater than 1.5 times. So 1.5 is your magic number? It's a threshold. Okay. So good- Does anyone else
1: understand <laughs> what he's talking about?
0: Good practice for anyone listening to this would simply be look at the price to earnings ratio and try and make an estimate of what you think the future profits are gonna be and then calculate what you think the future price to earnings ratio of that company is gonna be. I'm glad everyone follows, thanks very much for listening.
1: <laughs> You're just showing off that you know how to do all these fancy things. No. However, I do, I'm kind of following this. I'm going to go back through this and figure it out.
0: Even if no one understood that, I would just want people to take away that in finance it's all about ratios. Yeah. It's all about ratios. It's, nothing is absolute.
1: Well, it's like we said last week, you can't just look at a few figures and make a decision.
0: You need to look at the whole picture. It's like buying a car. You wouldn't compare the price of an Aston Martin to the price of another Aston Martin car. Based on what, for example? Mm-hmm. For example... the Mileage,
1: u- condition of the car, how many owners...
0: So a new Aston Martin model DBS might be worth £250,000. Mm-hmm. A second-hand old Aston Martin might be worth £50,000. Why is one more expensive than the other? You have another v- number of variables to look at. Yeah. Just like companies. Just because one share price is higher than another doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad or more expensive company. You have to look at profit. You have to yeah. look at earnings growth. You have to look at management. You have to look at a lot of other things. Okay. Relative ratios. That's all I want people to take away from this.
1: Thank you, Professor Younger.
0: Another masterclass.
1: There we go. So, people can chew over that. We hear a lot about the market's reaction to things in the news. And I'm interested in explaining what that means and why it's relevant. So if there's a big piece of political news, or maybe there's international news about war, and the markets react. First of all, why do
0: newscasters like to say how the markets have reacted? What do you think that tells us about the story? So markets are essentially discounting. Machines. What does that mean? So it means that share prices reflect information that's either past, present, or it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So the most common piece of news just now is concerns about inflation. And the reason why that is relevant is because central banks around the world are increasing their interest rates. Now why does that affect share prices? Just like we spoke about companies being valued on future profits, if a company is generating future profits, you have to value that at today's value. Mm -hmm. You have to discount it back to Mm -hmm. today's present value. So for example, if I said to you that a company is expected to make £10 next year, you want to know what that £10 is worth today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the reason, and, and how you do that is that you discount that £10 to today's value by dividing it by the interest rate of today. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay. I know you've completely lost faith in me, but yes. No. So th- if that makes sense. Yeah. So if I said to you that the interest rates today were 1%, mm-hmm. so simple maths. If we do 10 divided by 1.01, it would be £9.90, mm-hmm. okay? Now, if I told you that interest rates are expected to now be 3%, mm. so now what do we do? 10 divided by 3%, Yep. correct. So we had £9.90, uh-huh. so now we go 10 divided by 3%, it's now worth 9%. £9.70, so, sh- so it's fallen, right? So that's what's happening to the markets at the moment. Mm -hmm. People are expecting interest rates to rise, so therefore, future earnings are worth less. Yeah. And that's why the shares are moving in the downward direction.
1: Okay, but shares can also go up.
0: They can.
1: (laughs) It'd be nice if they did.
0: (laughs) Especially in this environment. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So what would, so if someone's got a portfolio and they want to keep a kind of top line idea of what's happening in the markets what should they be watching out for
0: so typically you're going to be looking for headline if you're looking for just a generic health check on the economy Mm -hmm. you're going to be interested in things like inflation Mm -hmm. because that's indirectly going to impact which way interest rates move Mm -hmm. which will determine like we just said about future earnings you're also going to be looking at unemployment Mm -hmm. so things that would affect unemployment would again be Interest rates as well. So, if the economy is booming, then you're going to have higher interest rates mm-hmm. to curb inflation. Mm-hmm. If unemployment is high, then you're going to have lower interest rates because people are going to be out of jobs, so the economy is not going to be as pumping. Mm-hmm. Also, going to be looking at things like GDP growth, which is how much value you add a country is so producing every year. Mm-hmm. And that, that determines whether an economy is, again, in a robust position or it's about to go into a recession. For those of you who don't know, a recession is defined as two negative quarters of GDP growth.
1: GDP growth, just to explain, is... So
0: gross domestic product. So essentially, you know how we just spoke about there about a company's earnings Mm -hmm. growing. So imagine that now on a macro level for a country. Yeah. So if you added up all the country's value of its products of goods and services produced this year, Mm -hmm. is that growing relative to last year?
1: And relative to other countries as well. Correct, that's yeah. productivity.
0: Yeah. So historically, the UK has apparently has a lower productivity than countries like Germany and France.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And people say that the Brits are lazy. We're
1: not getting into politics. We're not sure. getting
0: into politics. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just letting people... Be you not. just
1: like to throw a few bombs in every so
0: often. But okay, yes. so
1: people need to keep an eye on these things and because yeah. um, they all affect the share price.
0: Yeah, I mean, macro news... The, the only thing that is probably the most relevant just now is inflation. For example, headline inflation and interest rates because we've been used to an environment with such low interest rates mm-hmm. before. And now that interest rates are starting to rise, it's now considered not normal, mm-hmm. which is why share prices are reacting. But actually, in the 1980s, higher interest rates was a normal environment. Mm-hmm. It's a
1: period of adjustment. Correct. Yeah. And
0: it's not It's not actually the fact that it's rising, it's the rate it's rising, yeah. which is making people afraid. Or it's the reason why share markets have reacted so badly, mm-hmm. because it's happened so fast. Yeah. But now I think we're at the expectations that's peaked, which is good news for shares. Yeah. Because now future earnings are hopefully going to stay. Mm-hmm. The
1: confidence comes back.
0: But sorry, we're sidetracking. The key point is about (laughs) news. (laughs) The key point about news is that what will really move the needle of share prices is is company-specific news. Right. So really, you're just focusing on quarterly updates or annual reports or ad hoc results from companies.
1: See, this is where I get to geek out. It's all been about you geeking out over nerdy numbers. Business pages is where I'm happy because I'm a business journalist. I write features because I like to look at the whole story, which obviously as part of what you do. Yep. But I think a lot of people look at the business pages and immediately are intimidated by numbers and reports on companies and things. And, and unless you know and understand that, it's maybe not as interesting for people as maybe the features or the columnists and things. However, I'm trying to make the point that reading the business pages is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Hopefully now that we've got a bit of information from you and a bit of understanding. So why don't we look at one of the stories in the Times this morning? because I know you're interested in the times. Yes. So let's go through the story and then you can um, translate it for us.
0: So today in the Sunday Times, call it's on... Not the Sunday Times, it's just the Times. Sorry, not Sunday Times, <laughs> it's the Times. That's good. Um, WH Smith has apparently taken off with its return of global travel. And what that means is that the earnings have been, have been expectations and the share price is now apparently pumping. Which is good. Great news,
1: and everybody knows what W. WH Smith is, so this is a good example. Yeah. So let's go through the top line in the Times. So their top line is: W. Smith has reinstated dividend payments after reporting that the rebound in global travels propelled it to the highest sales figures in fifteen years. So, reinstated dividend payments. Explain.
0: So, if a company is paying dividends, it means it is returning cash to shareholders. It means that the company has made a level of profits or a lef- has achieved a level of profitability that they are now willing to reward the shareholders for holding their shares. Yeah. So they're entitled to income. So when a company has got an excess of profits or an excess of cash, they would either pay down their debts, they could either do a share buyback, they could make an acquisition, or they could pay dividends. Dividends is nice for a shareholder because it means that they're getting a return on their investment.
1: Yeah, we like dividends.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's also a good idea to reinvest those dividends back into the company. But that's yeah. for another day.
1: <laughs> so if you're a shareholder WH Smith, you'll be very happy because you'll be getting your dividend payments. Now, the fact they say reinstated dividend payments makes me think they haven't been paying dividend payments for a while, which I assume is due to the pandemic Correct. and reduced trading. Correct. So it looks like they've recovered post-pandemic, and they're saying highest figures, highest sales figures in 15 years. Mm -hmm. So that's not even just pandemic, that's way back.
0: Exactly, exactly. So
1: that shows it's a good company, that it's not just been a short term, it's been a long term.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think WH Smith has a bit of background. They've changed their strategy immensely. So they've removed themselves from the high street and opened up more stores around travel locations, for example, trains and uh, train stations and uh, airports. airports, Everywhere in airports. Yeah. Yep. So it's capt- captive pricing in there, so they can raise the prices because no one else can go anywhere for yep. a book or a drink. Anyway, but the key, the key reason why the share prices are increasing today...
1: Is in is, paragraph two.
0: Is in paragraph two. And it goes back to that point, what we made in episode four of the podcast, is that share prices moved based on expectations. Mm-hmm. So they've reported a pre-tax profit of £61 million, which beat market expectations. So what does that mean? So... I thought you were going to ask me that there.
1: I was about to tell you. So. Go ahead. So if they beat expectations, it means that they've traded better than anyone expected. So people will be getting more for their money.
0: Correct. So I don't know what the expectations figure is because we haven't got that data in front mm. of us. But for example, let's say the market expected WH Smith to report pre-tax profits of 58 million. Mm-hmm. WH Smith actually reported 61 million. Mm-hmm. So they've beaten it by three million. That's why share prices move. Yep. Expectations.
1: Yep. So really, when we were talking about why they report and why they would report annually or quarterly, they don't want to set themselves up for a fail. They want this to happen. So Correct. that they're delivering above expectations.
0: Wow, you actually listen to it.
1: Sometimes. So
0: what, so what Kim just said there is actually really important because, you <laughs> know it is, it is, and I'll tell you why it's important. Is because when you're looking at quarterly reports, you have to make a judgment whether or not you think that the company is being too conservative or too optimistic in their reporting. Yep. And if you think that they're being too conservative and you think they're going to beat, for in other words, overachieve mm-hmm. in their profits, mm-hmm. share prices have the potential to go up, which is what's happened with WS Smith.
1: So, really, you want to see signs of them being conservative?
0: It's nice that you have conservative management. But there's other other things can affect this, but... Simplest. For the
1: purposes of this, yes. Okay. Correct. Is there anything else in this article that you want to highlight in terms of our financial education?
0: Another, another important thing, maybe, would just be that two things is that, number one, cost inflation. What's reassured investors is that management is now saying that they have some inflationary cost pl- pressures, mm-hmm. that, tongue twister, but they're able to pass that on to customers. So it goes back to that point where they have captive pricing in airports yep. and train stations. Yep. So a price of, I don't know, a price of a chocolate bar that they sell has gone up by 2%, but they can raise their prices to consumers by 3%. Because
1: they're running for a plane, they've got no choice.
0: Exactly. And the last thing is that, that we might want to discuss when you're looking at one of these uh, trading updates is that the outlook of what the company says. hmm And the outlook here is that they expect sales to continue to be strong to the end of the year. Well, that's
1: only like not even two months.
0: Yeah. and That's not a
1: huge amount of clues. In
0: 2023, they won't give you much clues. They don't want to give you much clues because they don't want to set themselves up for failure. Exactly. But it's a good case study to go through. So what was the takeaway point from that article?
1: He does not like you know. Well, I tell you what the takeaways are.
0: You tell me. The
1: takeaways are that they've achieved better than they expected. So Mm -hmm. anyone who's invested will be happy. People will be particularly happy if they're shareholders because they're getting a dividend payment. Correct. I'd be interested to know what that dividend payment is. It doesn't say in the article, so we can maybe go find that out. Yep. The sales will continue to be strong, but they've got inflationary pressures, so don't get too excited.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. So I would say key key points if you're reading an article in either The Times or for any kind of business business newspaper look for companies that are beating expectations look for companies which are growing their revenues growing their profits look for companies which have positive outlooks yep that will help
1: that's where you should put your money awesome.
0: yes great
1: <sighs> another masterclass Jay <G>, well done
0: <laughs> next week is the season finale
1: makes it sound so grand we've got a surprise for next week
0: got a surprise you're going to enjoy it hope so can tell by the enthusiasm in my voice
1: <laughs> you're just jet lagged yeah.
0: no it's going to be awesome and uh, it's been fun and if you guys are interested in any more investment educational pieces just let us know yep. and we'll, we'll get try it. And cover it we'll get it out there
1: thanks for listening thank you to our sponsors
0: Aubrey Capital Management if you are interested in any private client services they can uh, offer you that and Aston Martin Edinburgh
1: Yeah, if you want a nice car they can offer you that
0: <laughs> there you go Thanks a lot guys, speak soon.